Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here tonight, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. Thanks to you who got some last-minute requests in for this annual Halloween show. I'll be getting to those here later on, and I'll give you a shout-out there as well. Uh, but for those of you who might be newer to the show, or at least somewhat new to the show, plenty of Halloween episodes of Rock Strikes tend to go check out. First year I did this, I, I went a little crazy, kind of almost shut my wad a little bit. So if you go back all the way to episodes 7 through 10, I did uh, almost a whole week's worth of Halloween episodes. A lot of great music on there. And then also, I skipped the year after that because uh, we went on the Kiss Cruise with my lovely wife, Nola. Back in 2013, did a nice two-parter with my CNJ radio partner and best friend, Chris. We covered basically the history of music and horror movies. That was a really good time. Go check that one out. Episodes 95 and 96. And of course, last year, I just did a, a one-parter. <laughs> Uh, that was episode 149, so if you need your Halloween fix for the rest of the week, go check those episodes out as well. And yes, of course that means it's time for our annual Halloween special. I love me some Halloween. Uh, it doesn't have to be Halloween for me to watch a scary movie or listen to music by these particular artists or even these particular songs. It's a year-round thing for me. So, uh, But for the rest of you who just kind of go there once a year, I, I understand it as well, but... This is basically your Halloween-themed episode here. So let's start off the show here with something from a recent release, uh, an album that I will not be playing on the new music episode because this album is mostly a covers record. And next time I do an odds and end episode, I'll play something off of it as well. But there are a couple of originals on this particular record. Very cool release, something near and dear to my heart. The latest album, basically the latest Alice Cooper record called Hollywood Vampires. It's under the name Hollywood Vampires. It doesn't even say Alice's name on the cover or the spine or anything like that. It's an, it's an all-star album. It's a tribute to Alice's dead drunk friends, as he puts it in one of the songs on there. Uh, let's go ahead and just play the kickoff track on here to whet your appetite. I highly recommend you pick this record up for all of the great cover renditions of these songs. It's an all-star cast I'll mention some of the names when we come back here, but let's get to the music. And I'll go ahead and kick this one off in Halloween fashion with the intro that is done by the now late, great Christopher Lee. Here we go. He came up to the window in the mist as I'd seen him often before. But he was solid then not a ghost and his eyes were fierce like a man's when angry he was laughing when he turned to look back over the belt of trees glinting in the moonlight to where the dogs were barking then he began promising me things, not in words, but by doing them. Have you seen that awful den of hellish infamy, with the very moonlight alive with grisly shapes, and every speck of dust that whirls in the wind a devouring monster in embryo. Listen to them, the children of the night. What music they make.
episode this year with raise the dead by alice cooper and the hollywood vampires preceded by the intro done by the late great christopher lee of course for those of you who have any cultural intelligence out there you'll recognize that speech being mainly from most dracula movies and of course christopher lee was one of the great draculas of all time so yeah there you go raise the dead one of the two originals on the hollywood vampires record they end off the album. Basically, the bread of the album is original music, and all the inside are covers. Like I said, all friends of Alice who have passed on, you know, the, everybody from Love to The Who to Hendrix to Lennon, Nielsen, they're all represented here. I highly recommend it. There's some surprises on there if you don't know about them. I'd just say buy the record and listen to it cold and then look in the booklet. If you just can't help it anymore, you'll you'll hear some nice surprises vocally, as well as performance-wise. I, I I dig the production on it. it; has more of a vintage sound than the last few Alice albums, which is a good thing. Bob Ezrin definitely hitting some classic production on there, and I like that "Raise the Dead" song. That's mostly some of the uh, current guys in the band: Tommy Hendrickson and Glenn Sobel there on the track with them, and that's a straight-up Alice original right there. And I, I got to, you know, you might have seen over the last few weeks uh, some big buzz about the Alice Cooper Group reunion that happened at Good Records in Dallas. Well, if you've been following me online, you know that I was actually there. I can say that I witnessed music, history, plus, and I'll, I'll probably be bragging about that for the rest of my life. And if you want to hear a really nice, in-depth document on my times out there, and go if you, I'm sure most of you who listen to my show listen to the Rock and Roll Geek Show as well, and that's how you found me. But if you haven't heard it, go to the Rock and Roll Geek Show. It's on iTunes and on RockandRollGeek.com, and go check out that episode. And you can hear me talk about it and geek out about it with Michael for about 45 minutes on there. Thanks for the time on the show, Michael. Even though you don't listen to my show, but I do appreciate the honor. I've now been on my three main influences of rock and roll podcasting so uh i personal accomplishment so i've been on the rock and roll geek show talking metal and podcasts so i'm a fortunate man so let's move on here with the halloween special here the next one here is actually a request i can't believe i haven't played this 
on a Halloween episode before. It's practically a standard, you know, for a hard rock, metal, alternative, industrial, however you want to call it. Guys like us that dig this stuff. Uh, like I said, this is practically a standard. It's it's over 30 years old at this point, which is crazy. Uh, but something by ministry. And of course, you know, every day is Halloween.
right, there you go. A very early single by Ministry back when they were still definitely Depeche-moding it up. That was Ministry, of course, with Every Day is Halloween. Uh, those were mostly on 12-inch singles. A really great compilation. If you if you don't have it and you're a decent enough Ministry fan, uh, I would recommend checking out Early Tracks. It's a compilation that Ryko put out about 10 years ago. And that covers all of the early single releases of Al and some of his other projects. So it's got the original Every Day is Halloween. That's straight from that CD that I just played there. And, of course, there's also the remix of it on there as well. So you get the full Every Day is Halloween 12-inch on the early tracks. That's with an X, by the way. And that was a request by a very good friend of the show, Mr. Todd Cunningham. Thank you so much, Todd, for that great request and for uh, basically pointing out to me uh, that I've never played that on a Halloween episode. So, you know, I, of course I thought about it. I just really thought that I had done it. So, yeah, there you go. You never know sometimes. I've played a lot of the big ones over the last four years that I've been doing this show. So, yeah, you know, hey. All right. I'm going to go a little offbeat here. Uh, some non-obvious stuff for the next few tracks, and that's what I love to do here on Rock Strikes 10, in addition to the stuff you all know and love. Uh, but this is something... Uh, off of a soundtrack that you should all know and love, of course. Near and dear to my heart, one of the greatest movies of all time. A lot of people dig watching it during Halloween. I could watch it every day. But the 1984 classic Ghostbusters, possibly the greatest horror comedy of all time. Do you consider it horror at all? Or is it just comedy, sci-fi comedy? I don't I don't know. It, it crosses genres, and that's what makes it a great, brilliant movie. Uh, but something, you know, a little nice little creepy song off of it, which, you know, I don't know if the guy that, that did this even intended for this to be a creepy song at all. But you know this song if you're familiar with the Ghostbusters movie. This is from the soundtrack, obviously. But uh, when the stuff hits the fan towards the end of the movie and all the ghosts come out to play, this song is playing during it. And you only hear like about 30 seconds of the song. And for those of you who have never heard the soundtrack, you... You won't even realize that it's the same song I'm going to play here because the first half of the song is very much a, a rip of In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. I mean, you'll hear it. It's it's there. And then all of a sudden it kicks into the part that you're going to be really familiar with. So a really interesting track here. It's almost like a, a two-parter. This is uh, from the Ghostbusters soundtrack. This is uh, a guy who I am not familiar with at all, a guy named Mick Smiley. So here you go. This is Magic. Yeah. 
Right, Mick Smiley there with Magic from the 1984 soundtrack to Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters. There's going to be like two more Ghostbuster movies out before you know it. There's the all-female remake that's coming out, and there's supposed to be an all-guy one. I think they're doing that all-guy one almost. That one's in pre-production from what I understand. I think that might be a fail-safe just in case the new one bombs. I'm not saying the new one's going to bomb, but... It, it does reek of that Hollywood thing where it's like, well, we'll see if this one does anything, and then we'll have this other one on standby in case the public doesn't respond to an all-female Ghostbusters team. But I dig the fact that if, if both of them work out, that that's kind of the original idea of the original script that Dan Aykroyd wrote when he uh, intended Ghostbusters as a rated-R comedy with him and John Belushi post-Blues Brothers you know, before, of course, John died and they, they didn't wind up doing it together. But some of the scripts apparently had it to where ghostbusting was like such a big deal in a franchise like throughout the entire country. And this was just going to focus on like the worst ghostbusting team in, in just New York City, I think, is what the idea was. And everybody was doing it, you know, because so. But I think this is what the new stuff is going to be like. There's going to be a lot of different ghostbuster teams and, you know. I'm sure that, you know, if they do it right, you know, they're smelling money. So we'll see what happens. But I'll go see it, you know. I'll give it a chance. I don't just hate remakes across the board. Some of the worst movies ever are remakes, but I'm always willing to give most things the benefit of a doubt. And I am a Ghostbusters fan, so crossing my fingers. All right. Someone that's always going to give you guaranteed greatness. You know, of course, besides... The Rock Strikes 10 podcast here, starring me, <laughs> is a guy named Tom Petty, a perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes 10. I thought this was enough of an oddball, but it definitely has that Halloween flavor. And even if the commentary of the song really doesn't lend itself to, you know, ghouls and goblins and Halloween stuff, there's at least the title of the song in addition to referencing Boris Karloff. So that's good enough for me. So here you go. This is Tom Petty with Zombie Zoo. All down the street, we're standing in line with white lipstick and one thing on their mind. Hey, little freak with the lunch pail purse underneath the paint. You're just a little girl. So impulsive You shaved off all your hair You look like Boris Karloff And you don't even care You're dancing at the zombie zoo 
final track from tom's debut solo album called full moon fever which is a damn near perfect album if you don't have it that's also one of his most successful albums there from 1989 and from what i understand everything i've ever heard or read about full moon fever is that it was done pretty much in tom's garage with jeff lynn producing there of course you can notice the jeff lynn production the core band on the album is tom Mike Campbell, of course, the great Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers, Jeff Lynn, and a guy named Phil Jones, who I've never heard of, but that's the core band of the record. And, uh, you know, no big deal. Uh, some guy named Roy Orbis in there singing backup vocals on Zombies, who, uh, no big deal. Guys dropping in, you know, like your George Harrisons of the world and Roy Orbison. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Something else from the year 1989, if I'm not mistaken. But completely different. A, uh, a Texas band there. Yeah, a little Texas action for you, of course. We love to represent Texas here on Rock Strikes 10. Uh, one of the better hard rock slash metal bands to come out of Texas. The great Dangerous Toys. Like me some Dangerous Toys. And of course, I think most people of this era have at least the first album by Dangerous Toys. The self-titled album. Hellacious Acre is very good as well. And you should definitely go check out some of the other stuff jason mcmaster has put out jason the singer of dangerous toys and he's got some other he, he has a billion bands that he's been in in and around texas broken teeth is definitely a great example of one of his non-dangerous toys projects so go check them out until then check out a uh, actually the second single from the debut album by dangerous toys after teasing pleasing this of course is scared
All right, there you go. The second ever single by Dangerous Toys. That was Scared off of their self-titled album from 1989 there. Speaking of Alice Cooper earlier, I saw Dangerous Toys live open up for Alice Cooper in 1999. Yes, 99 at the Bronco Bowl. One of the best Alice shows I ever saw. One of the best shows I ever saw, period. And Dangerous Toys, great. Great band, live. Jason was wearing a pair of leather pants that was uh, designed with the Texas flag on it. Of course, with the star in the crotch area. And then one blue leg and one white leg. Yeah, there you go. I have no comment after that. (laughs) But let's move on here. Of course, something I usually cherry pick off of for most of these Halloween episodes is probably the greatest Halloween compilation ever assembled. I don't think that's really a contest at this point. Uh, because Rob Zombie, uh, when he had his vanity label out there, Zombie Agogo, for a little bit, he basically put out three releases, and one of them was this CD called Halloween Hoot Nanny, which featured a couple of the acts from his label, in addition to people like Reverend Horton Heat and the Amazing World Crowns, really cool people like that. Uh, this is a standout track for me, and this belongs on any Halloween compilation. So here you go. I don't even know where this band is from, but I think they actually appeared on The Sopranos one time. And uh, this is a cool track here. Check this out. This is The Swingin' Neckbreakers with No Costume, No Candy.
band that definitely took their name from a great wrestling move, of course. And I'm a I'm a wrestling fan. So there you go. That's the Swingin' Neck Breakers with no costume, no candy, off of the great Halloween Hoot Nanny compilation album that Rob Zombie put together. And to great effect. I highly recommend it. It's it's perfect Halloween, perfect camp. Uh, it's just super cool. So uh, run, don't walk to get that one. If, you, if you're having a Halloween party, your Halloween party is not as good as it could be if you don't have that CD there. So, And while we're doing Rob here, let's move on to another one. I can't believe I haven't played this one on any of the Halloween episodes. Definitely should have at this point. Uh, a case where, you know, Rob Zombie's done a handful of covers in his career, and this is definitely one of those instances where he takes a song and he definitely makes it his own. Uh, a song that most of you probably wouldn't intend at all, because I'm sure if you grew up in the 70s and you're a rock guy, you avoided Casey and the Sunshine Band at all costs. But here's Rob Zombie making them sound probably cooler than they even deserve to. Not Nothing against Casey, but come on. This version kills the original. So here's Rob Zombie with his original band, White Zombie, doing Casey and the Sunshine Band's I'm Your Boogeyman.
All right. And so right before Rob kicks in and starts singing the chorus there at the beginning, and those kids are saying, he's going to get you, he's going to get you. Come on, you got to know what movie that the dialogue there was lifted from. It's really hard to actually pinpoint movies that Rob has sampled from because he usually goes really obscure. But for that one, he definitely went with one of the more obvious samples. And yeah, I gave you enough time to think about it. Can you guess what it is? Huh? Huh? Can you? All right. Probably, I don't think it's even debatable. The greatest Halloween movie of all time, the original Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. That's exactly where that sample is from. And of course, Rob will go on to do a remake of Halloween. All right, moving on here to a band that Rob definitely is a fan of, for sure. And of course, I know he was like really good friends with Johnny Ramone. We're going to do some Ramones here, not Pet Cemetery. I think I've actually played Pet Cemetery before. I'm almost, I mean, how, how could I not have? I'm, I'm sure I have. Uh, but here's one a little off the beaten path here from the Ramones with Making Monsters for My Friends. <laughs> song from easily the greatest farewell album title of all time adios amigos that was the ramones with making monsters for my friends of course featuring the great cj ramon on there and uh, yeah cj still out there still doing it keeping the ramones music alive and his original stuff's really good too so go check that out as well he put out a cd called bad chopper a while back and yeah love to see him out there cj seems like a cool guy especially if you follow him online on the Facebook and all that good stuff. All right, here you go. Friend of the show, Chuck Knight, requested this one. I put it out there a few hours ago. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, solidifying the playlist. I'm not quite there yet. So, you know, I was like, hey, I'll be honest. Like, uh, any requests, you know, inspire me. And, and that stuff does happen, like I said, with the ministry request earlier there by Todd. And Chuck Knight comes in and says, typo negative, black number one. I'm like, great, beautiful. Let's do that. I was going to play Haunted, actually, from October Rust. That's a great track, too. Uh, but this one, uh, almost as long, just a minute less longer, at nine and a half minutes. 
And uh, he requested Black Number One, and I love Black Number One. I've got Bloody Kisses, of course. I have all the typo records. Uh, but I'm going to play this one. It's a little bit of a rarity. We're going to go with a live version of it. And this is off of the bonus disc, the limited edition version of their last album, Dead Again. And I believe this is from a Vakken set, live from Vakken. And I think it's a really cool version. There's a lot of great extra sound effects on the keyboard. And Peter's in great form vocally here. And the crowd is digging it. So you can't go wrong. So here you go. This is Typo Negative with a live version of Black Number One. Check this one out. Shabbat Shabbat
Nice nine and a half minute live version of Black Number One there by Typo Negative. Like I said, that was on the bonus disc version of Dead Again, if you can find it out there. The red version, the red color version of Dead Again, which sadly was their farewell record. Rest in peace, Peter Steele. You were you were a true original, that's for damn sure. Alright, so we've done Typo, we've done Rob, we've done Alice, we've done a lot of the bigs here that you would want to play. On Halloween, I feel like I'm leaving something out. Oh yeah, closing off the show, here's The Misfits.
All right. That was Day of the Dead by the Misfits from the Mach 2 lineup, which uh, the comeback version in the mid-90s with Michael Graves there on lead vocals. I like that American Psycho record especially. I think that's a strong record. Great Daniel Ray production on there as well. I saw that tour and everything. I, I saw them twice on that tour, and they were awesome both times. So, like I said, highly recommend getting the American Psycho record. It's not just the Danzig stuff that's worth your time. Trust me on this one. There you go. Misfits. Day of the Dead. Good stuff. All right. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's going to wrap it up for this year's Halloween episode. That didn't take long at all, I hope. Uh, I, I definitely am always excited to do the show. It's, it's like 2.30 in the morning, so I hope I didn't sound too lethargic on here. So feel free to complain at me about that one. So you can go to cnjradio.com where every episode of Rock Strikes 10 is out there for your listening pleasure. Even the ones that iTunes have now deleted, which is a damn shame. But if you go to cnjradio.com, they're all there waiting for you. Also, just go to the Facebook, Rock Strikes 10. Look for, look for me out there. Send me a PM or, uh, you know, just make sure you put the comments down here on the episode. Let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. Feel free to request a future show theme. I think everything that's been requested by, you know, the friends of the show out there, I've done it. I'm pretty sure I have. If I haven't, you let me know. I aim to please. That, that's basically what I'm trying to say. And, of course, you know, yell at me on Twitter that I don't post enough on Twitter. Because I don't. And it's at RockStrikes10. Just spell it all out. R-O-C-K-S-T-R-I-K-E-S-T-E-N. And that's enough ways to reach me out there. Like I said, thank you especially everybody for listening. For those of you who are out there, I know there's not a lot of you, but thank you to the few and the proud. And any new people finding me via the Rock and Roll Geek Show, welcome aboard. I hope you enjoy it. Join me on the next episode. We're going to go back doing some more new music. I got 10 more new releases for you to check out. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. New music episodes I really enjoy doing, especially because I like for people to find out about the new music, whether it's by a new band or an old band, because new music does not suck. There's some great stuff out there. So tune into the next one. Subscribe there on iTunes, like I said earlier. And once again, before we get out of here, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for the great outro theme. We're going to we're going to actually do the real world premiere of the new new outro on the next episode. We're gonna, I'm going to get it right this time. So especially thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for not uh you know being too angry at me. I played the wrong version last time. So I played a uh, an early mix of it and not the final mix. So I'm publicly apologizing and I will do that again on the next episode. Uh, but wait till you hear the, the uh, new outro on the next episode. It smokes. So go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband and tell them Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Until then, we'll see you guys on the next one. Have fun. No costume, no candy. <laughs> <laughs>